0: This is fan fiction only. Star Wars The Holocron of Darth Fire by Rob Stevens. From the Holocron of Jedi Master Ash Darkfire, later known as Darth Fire, Sith Lord. Greetings. I am Lord Fire. You have found my holocron. I'm sorry that you'll find no great knowledge or secrets here, but you will find the truth. My story starts 3,700 years ago, before the start of the Great War. So pull up a seat, this could take a while. I am still relatively new to this age, so my perception of time and the numbering of years may be a bit dated, so bear with me. I was taken from my home on Sereno at a very young age by the Jedi. They indoctrinated me into their order and trained me. It became apparent to them that I was a fast learner, even at a young age. By the time I was sixteen, I was already almost considered a master of lightsaber combat. Not actual combat, per se, but sparring with training droids in the temple, using non-lethal training lightsabers. I picked up pretty fast on my other studies as well, Basic Survival astrogation, agriculture, politics, starship piloting, you know, normal studies that I'm sure the Jedi of this age still learn. I always had a hunger for knowledge, taking extra classes in my spare time, reading books, and studying holocrons that I had access to, because I was a model student, always eager to learn, and always eager to help out in the temple." My master and I were dispatched together, and we fought many minor skirmishes and battles with allies and recruited soldiers of the Sith without actually seeing any Sith ourselves. We were beginning to wonder if they had truly returned, or if it was a hoax perpetrated to instill fear from an unknown enemy. Then one day... We were dispatched to a remote ice planet which held a Jedi outpost that we lost the signal from days earlier. We walked into an ambush. There were several troops there in black armor with blasters, but the thing that really frightened us was for the first time in my life we saw actual Sith warriors, red-bladed lightsabers ablaze. Their skill was incredible. They were living weapons. We started losing the battle and decided to retreat, heading back to where our shuttle was hidden in the snow several clicks south of the temple. Our troops had been slaughtered, and only my master and I were left. We were almost to the shuttle when I heard a very loud scream behind me. I turned just in time to notice the lightsaber swirling through the air coming straight for me, and I ducked. My master ahead of me was not so lucky. The lightsaber cut him down like he was nothing and went flying back towards me. I dodged it again and it went back to the hand of the Sith that was following closely. It took all my strength to grab the body of my master and carry him with me while still running to our ship. Once I got to the ship and got inside, I set my master down on the floor, went straight to the controls and started the takeoff procedures. It was at this time I checked the monitors and noticed the Sith that were chasing us had stopped and were watching us. I guess they figured they'd put some fear into us and let us escape. On the way back to Coruscant, I was signaled and redirected to Tython, the original home of the Jedi. Coruscant had been attacked while the Jedi were on Alderaan, conducting peace treaties with the Sith. A treaty had been signed with the Sith, legalizing their occupation of Coruscant and laying down some ground rules. There was a bitter peace, but it was a bitter war at the same time. As time went by, I eventually got over the death of my master, and took on an apprentice of my own, a human female just a couple years younger than me. With her training near completion, because of her former master getting killed in the line of duty. I chose her so I could finish her training, because she seemed able and smart. And I know it's against the Jedi Code, but I had a romantic attraction to her. I had known her previously from my younger years in the temple, and we did know each other. We trained side by side before becoming apprentices to separate masters. We eventually got romantically involved with each other, deeper than we thought possible. We were sent on a mission one day to investigate a border dispute on an outer rim world, and we had several troops with us. But it was an ambush. Just like before. In the snow, we fought off the Sith as best we could, but they slowly but surely decimated our forces. The battle went on for several hours. lightsabers ignited, blaster bolts flying. I heard my apprentice scream from behind me. I turned in time to see her drop her lightsaber and be pulled towards the sith and impaled on his blade, held in his outstretched arm. I never saw his face underneath the mask he wore. The sense of loss hit me instantly. The rage hit me even quicker. Revenge. I wanted revenge. I started towards him as fast as I could. Every Sith and every Imperial troop that got in my way met a quick end as I effortlessly plowed through them. Then, I leapt into the air about thirty feet from the one that killed her, pulled her lightsaber to my offhand, and with both lightsabers blazing, I flew towards him. I landed on him and impaled him in the chest with both lightsabers. With what little breath he could muster. He begged for mercy. I did not even answer him. I sliced his head off and kept hacking at his body as hard as I could with both lightsabers. Then I noticed my reflection in his polished armor and saw my own bright orange and yellow eyes reflected back at me. It frightened me a little, but then I remembered her. I deactivated both lightsabers and ran back to her. With her last breath, she declared how deeply she cared about me and loved me. I told her I felt the same. After she took her last breath, I closed her eyes and carried her back to our ship. The battle was over. They killed my apprentice and my troops, and I destroyed all of them. It was some time later but the council presented me with a special mission. I never completely got over her, but I was healed as much as could be expected and hid it from them very well. They had no clue that we had gone against the Jedi code having feelings for each other. As I walked into the conference room in the Jedi enclave on Titan, I noticed several Jedi masters, a few of which had sat on the council at one time or another several of our most well-respected strategists, and lastly, several well-respected Jedi generals. The highest-ranking master pulled me aside and asked me if I was sure that I was able to perform this mission for them. He said I seemed a little off, and that something unknown clouded my mind. I told him that I was just stressed from all the recent action that I'd seen and the combat that I had been in. I didn't let on to the fact that I had gained a hunger for knowledge and power just to make myself more powerful, so that next time I would not be defeated. They laid down the mission for me. We were losing too many of our numbers to the Sith. They needed to plant someone on the inside, and they felt I was just the person for the job, and they had a way to do it. They had intercepted a shuttle with a new recruit that was force-sensitive, heading to Korriban to meet with his new master. They judged from the flight recordings and data on the shuttle that he had never met the master, and the master had never met him. They were complete strangers to each other, other than knowing that one was to teach the other in the ways of the dark side. I saw this as an opportunity to better myself. I'm a Jedi. I have control. I can control myself and not fall to the dark side yet gain knowledge about the dark side and control it. They had the Sith in a holding cell. He wasn't that powerful, and I could fake being weak. I put on simple black robes, boots, gloves, the belt, and took possession of the Sith's lightsaber. The plan was to get me to Korriban, to my new master as soon as possible, so as to make this ruse seem real to them. They were expecting me, I met up with the new master shortly after landing. It felt good being there amidst my enemy, and they had no idea. The whole time I felt a strange lure to the dark side. It felt powerful. It felt good. I eventually met up with Darth Zash. I could feel the power radiating from her. She wanted me to help her destroy the person who was my master at that point. I jumped at the chance to help her and become her apprentice, therefore gaining someone else I could learn a lot more from. Shortly after destroying my master and becoming her new apprentice, she transferred me to the planet she resided on, Drummond Kaas. I pulled off several missions for her on that planet and learned a lot. She eventually gave me my own Fury Class Interceptor, with which to extend her reach and have me do missions on more planets for her. She was truly a backstabbing, evil woman. She had me going around to several planets collecting artifacts for her, and I sensed her motives eventually would cause my downfall, and she would sacrifice me to become more powerful. Little did she know, I had already disabled the tracking device and long-range destruct that she had installed in my Fury-class interceptor. Always a step ahead. And by the way, I never did report back to the Jedi. The whole time, I was with the Sith. At this point, I was fully aware that I had completely fallen to the dark side. I craved power. I craved knowledge, I wanted it all, and I would have it, one way or another. Although, unlike most Sith, I didn't crave this power or knowledge to rule or make others subservient, or conquer, I just wanted it all to myself, and I wanted the rest of the galaxy to stay out of my business. I had already cast off my Jedi name, Ash Darkfire, and took on the title of Darth Fire, Lord of the Sith. Remembering a bit of my past before the Jedi, I knew I had great wealth at my disposal on my home planet of Sereno, so I decided to pay my family a visit. When I arrived on Sereno, I used a fake identity. That name would also have no meaning for the Sith, but still, I didn't want the Jedi to find me. I found out that both of my parents had died several weeks earlier, and they had left all their wealth to me in their will, but were never able to contact me through the Jedi. I figured if the Jedi were to get a hold of this, they would use it for some charitable cause. So I had to act fast. Through slicing several databanks, and going through several other sources, I managed to get the money into a dummy account and I also gained control of the mansion that they had left to me on the northern continent in the mountains. At this point, although I was Darth Fire, I felt it was safe to just go by Lord Fire. I established a good home and invested the money wisely in order to have constant income. I upgraded my ship so that it would not be recognizable as a Fury-class interceptor. More time passed as I got all this accomplished, I laid low and under the radar. I intercepted messages on the Sith holonet several times and eventually learned that Lord Zash assumed that I had died on a mission. Someone else with the same type of ship as mine crashed on the planet where I was last known to be, so she assumed I was dead. That worked just fine for me. I felt it was time to stretch my wings, so I went out in search of holocrons. I eventually came upon the spaceport of Nar Shaddaa. One could usually find Sith holocrons on the black market there, if you ask the right people the right questions. I witnessed a young street person sneak up on and successfully steal a bag of credits and a lightsaber from the belt of the Jedi that was standing in line at a kiosk to get food. He never even noticed she was there. I thought this bared investigation, so I followed her, masking my presence with the dark side. I knew the Jedi, I knew him well. I did not want him to know that I was there. I figured that they'd assumed I'd been discovered and killed on my mission. She went and used the Jedi's money to buy herself some food, and then she went and hid in an alleyway. I observed her for a while, sitting there and eating. Then I felt a disturbance in the force, so I took to the shadows and hid myself. The Jedi was walking into the alley, and saw her. He told her that he had sensed her, and he asked for his lightsaber back. She refused, so he ignited the second lightsaber he had the whole time. He asked her for a second time, politely, to return his lightsaber. With that, she dropped the food she was holding, ignited the lightsaber she stole, and jumped perfectly over him, flipping and landing on her feet, and took a slash at him. He blocked it. They pressed on, exchanging slashes and blocks, never really landing any hits on each other. Her fighting style matched my former apprentices that died so long ago. The Jedi finally got a bit more aggressive and used the force to push her, and she fell to the ground, his lightsaber flying out of her hand. He decided to take a downward swing on her. Bad idea. I was there next to them. Blade ignited, blocking his downward swing before they even knew I was there. He looked at me and said my old name, Ash Darkfire. Before I could respond to him, she had pulled the lightsaber back to her hand and took his head off. She and I both deactivated our lightsabers at the same time. She looked at me and screamed that she had it under control, that she did not need my help. I convinced her that I needed her help that she could be a great asset to me. I guess it was the thought of having a regular place to lay her head and regular meals that convinced her to go with me and eventually apprentice herself to me. She became powerful. I was a very proud master indeed. Until the visions started. I started having visions, both awake and asleep. That the Sith would not be on the winning side of this war. I also had visions of a time when the Sith would rule. One Sith would rule, with one apprentice and several hands. I kept hearing the name Sidious in my visions. I started to study. I started to prepare. Time travel was out of the question, so there had to be another way. I won't fill you in with all the boring details, but by the time several months had passed, I had a fully functional carbon-freezing chamber, and medical droids that could go into sleep mode indefinitely, set up in the lower levels of my residence on Sereno. It was easy enough to convince my apprentice to go into carbon freeze with me. She had had the visions too. After tweaking some solar cells and geothermal power generators connecting to the carbon-freeze chambers on the computers, I sent them to freeze us and then unfreeze us in the time I sensed in my visions. I also set my holonet transceiver to go active every few years and listen in on all frequencies for a week at a time, listening for key words that I had heard in my visions. Sidious. Confederacy of Independent Systems. There were several key words I heard that were foreign to me, but I set it to listen for them, and unfreeze me in the event there was talk of these things on the holonet. We then froze ourselves. We remained frozen for nearly 3,700 years. When I awoke, I had a mild case of hibernation sickness. I could not see, and I could barely stand. The only thing I was certain of was the voice I was hearing was not that of my apprentice or the medical droids. But I was weak and helpless, so I just went with it. The person that was there was trying to help me. Eventually, when I could see again and was sure that I was okay, I took the respirator off that had been put on me shortly after I came out of carbon freeze, and I started coughing. The young man standing before me was in traditional Jedi garb. I asked him the only two questions that seemed important at the time. What year is it? Who are you? He rattled off with a year designation that I really didn't understand at all. I told him the numerical designation of the year I was frozen in. He looked at me, very confused, and said, If that is truly the year you were frozen, you've been frozen for nearly 3,700 years. I asked him who he was. He told me that he used to be the Jedi Knight Shad Ovar, and that he sensed my presence and power from across the galaxy, and he came here to become my apprentice. Speaking of apprentices, I looked over to the other carbon freeze chamber and asked him where my apprentice was. The other carbon freeze chamber appeared to have already been activated. Then I noticed the damage to mine. He told me when he arrived he only found me frozen in carbonite. The other block already defrosted, massive lightsaber damage to the controls on mine. Well, I guess that meant my apprentice unfroze herself and sabotaged my carbonite block and went on her own way. He proceeded to tell me. A week earlier, he walked out of and turned his back on the Jedi Order. Evidently, about two hours after he left, the Supreme Chancellor, who was secretly a Sith Lord, Darth Sidious, executed something known as Order 66. He knew it as the Jedi Purge. This Sith Lord, posing as the Supreme Chancellor with a single apprentice, Darth Vader, had control of the entire Republic and possibly the Jedi, and they didn't even know it. He had orchestrated the war that had been going on as well. I sensed that things would not go well for me if I were to seek him out. So I took Shadovar as my apprentice and renamed him Darth Koros, being ever so careful to stay under the radar of this Darth Sidious. We kept a low profile and operated out of my place on Sereno, which was incredibly still in good shape after nearly 3700 years. I might actually try to eventually meet this Lord Sidious, He has specially trained warriors and inquisitors searching out a rebellion that has formed. He probably already knows about me. I've already ran into two of his inquisitors. One I killed, the other injured, but most likely made it back to him and told him about me. I also sense that there is more than one who has sensed my presence, and even now is seeking me out for the knowledge I possess. Possible apprentices? I have no clue. In the current timeline, the Sith follow something called the Rule of Two, laid down by one Darth Bane. In my time, there was no Rule of Two for the Sith, and we seemed to do pretty well for what it was worth.